Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hey, everyone. Uh, good morning. We don't usually do this um, because, oh. frankly, it sucks to do shows at 9 in the morning. <laughs> but... but um, <laughs> Uh, when you're hockey writers, but you know, that's okay. Um, we're good. And unfortunately, none of the games, I mean, we didn't go to overtime last night. Like we looked like we were going to, sure. um, in a couple games, but neither game went. So, so we're fortunate enough to get through that. But, um, yeah, do you have a, uh, you might get something you want to address I, or Rashi did. I got a pre-show. Um, so Twitter ads. So lately oh. the, the latest Twitter ad, and it just, it's annoying is for men's underwear and, and the men's under, and it says it will change my life. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I don't know how you guys are. There's no underwear on earth that will change my life. That's not true. I actually no, have. It is true. I actually do have underwear that changed my life. And okay. um, for the negative, go ahead. Yeah. Anyhow, so, so this one. So you click on the ad, and it says, you know, it's got silver mixed in, and so it's basically. What? I have this underwear. I know, but here's the thing. It's got <laughs> silver yeah. mixed in. This is yes. from um. My, it's basically my, saying it if you if you cut one, no one's gonna know because yeah. the underwear will disguise it. But my idea is, if that's really the case, just wait until you're at your house or in a bathroom and don't rely on the underwear. Here's the we really got to talk about the pre-show stuff that and we. And it says and it says NASA <laughs> created it. I don't need NASA to make my underwear. I don't. No, well, they uh, made they made Tang, so and Tang is great. So yeah. it's like Mac Holden or something. It's like um, I don't know, and I don't care. I actually was because they were talking about you know, see one of the one of the really bizarre perks of being an internet maven like I am, yeah. is um, <laughs> is that once in a while you know when internet companies come along, you end up getting like free things sent to you to see you know if you want to possibly use them as an advertiser. So I actually did get a copy of Mac Weldon Mac Weldon underwear. That's silver. That has the silver. That has the silver inside of it. I tried them. I didn't try this out. I mean, what? what, what, what it's like. What, like you know, I agree with. I agree with you, Russ. It doesn't seem. First of all, it seems <laughs> completely ridiculous. I would never advertise that. You know, it's oh, It's not. It's not really. It's supposed to be odor. Whatever. Right. Odor retaining. Silver has been used for centuries. Of course. Yes, for that well, that, see, that's that's the that's the line of bull crap because it's copper that's odor. Uh, uh, um, eliminating it's not so at least i've never heard silver i think this is just lately on silver being yeah, this, this is just like a, this is a gimmick this is a gimmick to raise the price of underwear or or it's like freaking gold schlager where they said they put gold shave shavings in in the bottom of a bad cinnamon uh cinnamon liqueur yeah. to make you drink that crap i mean yeah well i will tell you this though it is like it is possibly the most comfortable underwear i've ever had owned but i so we'll give them that but i mean that you know the price on it is atrocious it's like yeah. i think it's like 30 dollars a pair or something like that it's something um, absurd like just absolutely lunatic but oh, and i just want to uh, let's just point this out i don't want some hockey reporter to test this out when we're all in a scrum in a locker room no, <laughs> no 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 there's no point in that absolutely not <laughs> agree with you please couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Well, I, I, I have, I have to say, in terms, in terms of, 
okay, in terms of internet advertising and you know listening, I listen to uh, uh, TuneIn Radio, who the Hockey Buzzcast is on, a mm -hmm. uh, number of different shows. And the most annoying thing is you could avoid the commercial. They have a 30-second commercial, but you usually could avoid the commercial by just like shutting the the whatever podcast you're listening to and then turning it back on again. But they've wised up to that, and apparently, like it, they make you play the 30-second commercial. You know, and I, of course, I found a workaround for that, but it's 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 almost as much of a pain in the butt as as the commercial itself. But there is a there is some show with Hank Azaria. I don't know on what platform it's it is. Brockmire, it's a great Jim, show. Yeah, Jim Jim Brockmire, and it's the most annoying friggin' commercial with him making this like 1930s red barber voice. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to watch the show. I don't want to hear about the show. And every single time I go on and put listen to anything, I hear, hi, I'm Jim Brockmire. Well, Jim Brockmire. Go mm, yourself. I mean, I don't want to hear I, you. I would appreciate that. That's like his character is very salty, but it is a funny show. It is. Ah, oh, but, but you, I get why commercials yeah. get like, that get annoying. And, 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 nothing and, better than a than than people who earn their living off of internet commercials talking about how terrible they are. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there right now. Yeah, right, but, throw that there. right, but but you know, we were talking about this yesterday with with the Hulu thing. Hulu. Well, that the was commercials on NHL and on NHL.com. Uh, you know, like if you look up a highlight, it's like, okay, you go on, you want to look at the replay of Austin Matthews goal in game five against Boston, the Hulu commercials on fine. You go through it once. You want to look at the, the, the Patrick Marlowe goal from that, the Hulu commercial comes, you have to watch it after before every single and don't look up the replay, Mike. The the, oh. the, 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 the the annoying thing is like so I I pay for Hulu commercial free quote unquote commercial free thing um and uh, you know and certain things are commercial free like most of the major shows are on the major networks but I watch a lot of um the Simpsons are on Hulu and I love the Simpsons I mean, the Simpsons are my thing to have on during the day just okay. I'm just it's hanging around background. okay yeah yeah and they're hilarious and um so and the Simpsons is an FX show it, it, actually the Simpsons reruns are owned by FX. Okay. So, so there's an FX app you can you know you can buy all the Simpsons reruns. Anyway, so on Hulu, the Simpsons are on Hulu. I'm like, great, but they they have FX commercials. So, um, you know, there's there's like another show on FX is Archer. Have you ever seen Archer? It's, I've heard about it. I haven't. It's pretty funny. It's another animated. It's more of an adult animated thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the problem is like you'll see, they only have they have two commercials during the Simpsons. They'll only be like, fifteen second long commercials, but they will be the same commercials all day long. So I will see the same. You know, it, they just they never switch them out, and they'll just advertise for other things, or you know, they'll advertise this or that. But the same things all day long, and that's the that's the internet commercial thing that really kind of boggles my mind that we're at the point where we can't get past that because everyone knows. I think everybody has that experience somewhere. Yeah, it's just of hearing seeing the same commercials over and over and over again. Um, but anyway, that is frustrating. But 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 yeah, advertising because that does pay our bills and um, <laughs> keeps us going, keeps 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 hockey buzz free. I'm just saying, my whole beef was just don't tell me underwear is going to change my life because yeah, no, I that that I do totally agree. That encourage the other thing that I was talking about. There are definitely some. There are definitely some things that are for that you know that the common man can't relate to. There's no reason at all, like and you know, underwear of that price tag. That was why I always had a tough time like thinking about using as an advertiser. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get into the price of underwear, but you know, the you know, it's just. In some yeah. instances, one pair over twenty five dollars is like. Yeah, uh, that's what this is. This is this is insane. So. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll give you. I'll give you one more. Um, there is a a product that is. I've just seen the commercial over and over on like watching Yankee games and other channels called 
um, untuck it, which is like the shirt, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the dress shirt that doesn't have the long tail on it. So you can wear it untucked inside your pants. And I'm like, okay, clever. But do you have to run a commercial every other freaking break? Really? Do I need to see the same guy walking along the street? You know, he's proud of his invention. He's got his website. You know, I mean, can, can you mix in a different commercial every once in a while? Please. I know. It would be really, it would be helpful. I mean, I you know. Brad Richards owns a part of that company, actually. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I think. Nice hockey tie-in. All right. Let's, let's, let's do the show. Peter Tessier should be joining us shortly. No, no. I, I just got a note from Peter. He's, oh. uh, he, was go he, he was going to, but he has somebody coming over to his house early. Hard, and, hard uh, last night. Let's admit no, it, Peter. Come on. Just admit yeah, it. Yeah, he did, he, did, he did admit that he was rather hoarse after that game, and I, I do understand why. Yeah, he was, at the, he was at the Winnipeg game, so come on now. It's forgivable. All yeah. right. Here we go. Um, let's go. But we have Jordan in the background, right? Is that Jordan? Oh, a lot. That's Perla. Okay. Gordon's bigger. Oh. Gordon's bigger. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's it's Perla is a Denka from Spain, actually. One second. I got something right back. One it's it's tough keeping the members of Cohen Nation. There's three, Mike. It's hard to keep those three, and then there's two cats. But you can remember things from like 1968. Well, I've been alive that long, like so there you go. About. I get it. It's hard. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, by the way, it's like I, I, I'm really, I'm really sick and tired of the, like the man, the man, who, the man who has everything, and that would be Justin Verlander. It's like he's tw he's making twenty million dollars a year. He's married to Kate Upton, and you thought his career was going downhill, and then all of a sudden he gets traded to Houston, and all of a sudden <laughs> now he's a he's a witch. You're sounding and so old these days, man. We're complaining about. <laughs> I'm nothing against Justin Verlander. I'm fine. I agree with you, but it's like yesterday it was Tom Brady. No, no, yeah. Tom Brady was different. Tom Brady was whining. Yeah, Justin Verlander, I just, you know, you just hate him with envy because of envy. Justin Verlander, that's different. Yeah, yeah, anyway. I agree. All right. Yeah. Um. Oh, get out of here, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Hello, Hockey World. It's Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. I'm envious Michael Lagello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. <laughs> You're not envy. Um, and I'm Mecklin, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast, sponsored by Hulu, brought to you um, in part. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the coming. Not usually at this time, actually at all. Um, usually in the afternoon to fill you in on the comings and goings in the, in the hockey world anyway. That's that. Um, let's get right into last night's game, shall we? We're coming early today. We apologize for those of you who are kind of messing up. Um, it's on me. It's my fault. You can also watch it later today. It's fine. Yes, that's that's <laughs> the beauty of YouTube. It's on. It's on the blog. It's we on definitely apologize for those in the chat room who usually join us. Um, yeah. And that, that we love having them, so that's fun. But you know, for now, if you're, if you're watching it now, you, yes, we are indeed live. And um, I went. We, we'll get into some rumors today because the rumor chart launches later. So we're gonna we're gonna go into that as well. So let's get through these games quickly because. Uh, they were both interesting games, and um, you know Ovechkin, who never scores a big goal, um, yes. you know who I, who I kind of ripped last week because he doesn't have an overtime goal in his NHL career um, in the playoffs. Well, this is almost this was almost this is almost overtime, and it was an amazing goal on top of it. I mean, it was just like I mean the concentration level of this goal was yeah, he batted it out of the air because it wasn't yeah. the first time it hit the post. Yeah, I mean he's going full speed. He takes a shot, hits the post, hits the post, comes back, still manages in all the craziness to to, to have the have the wherewithal to pop it in. You know, and um, it was no sorry, you just got text. It was really yeah. So it was it was such a such a great play. 
and uh, such an amazing, you know, well, I was I, just totally impressed. I, I have to, I have to give the, the, the caps credit uh, that, you know, they were down. They, I mean, it was one of those games where you turn your head and it's one, nothing caps. You turn your head five minutes later, you flip to the other game, you come back and it's two to one Pittsburgh. And normally, normally that's when the caps fold and they didn't fold. Yeah. Well, all right, but hold on. There's there's a reason they didn't fold, and we need to get the talk about the elephant in the room. So, yes. with with Tom Wilson literally taking out one player at a time, which is what's happening in this series. Yes, that's why the Caps won, and that's a big reason why they have a chance in this series. And I think it's pretty disgusting mm-hmm. that one guy has decided this is the only way we can win a series, and since the league is not going to call me on it. I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to laugh about it on the bench well, when the guy goes down the locker room. And that's why Chris Letang was was incensed because Tom Wilson was there laughing and taunting. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you want to tell me it's a borderline call, I will tell you when you go from a shoulder to a jaw, right. it's still a headshot. I don't want to hear about first principle contact. If the head gets right. hit in the same shot to right. me, it's the same thing. Like people on, on Twitter are actually arguing with me because I said clean hits don't come out with injuries like a broken jaw. Concussions, yes, because you could hit the ice, but not a broken jaw. That's my point. It's never a clean hit if you break someone's jaw. Right. Yeah. And this and, and this is and this is the problem. Because if you take what has been called so far in the postseason. This was borderline because there there is video. There's and I and I, I get your point, Russ. I know, I know. There's there's video and there's and there's a and there's still photography that have his feet on the ice and the and the principal point of contact being the shoulder. The point that makes this even worse is that this guy shouldn't have even been in the game based on the on the missed call from game two. Yeah, he that elbowed that's really he bad. elbowed Dumoulin in the head. It was not principal point of contact being the shoulder. It, the principal point of contact was his elbow hitting Dumoulin in the jaw. And they didn't and they didn't call that. And now I think the NHL has egg on their face for this guy. And you know, I like players who hit. I like aggressive you know, hockey. I think Tom Wilson's a good guy, but you know what? Hit somebody in the chest. You don't have to, or hit them lower in the shoulder. There is no reason don't tell me it's so fast that that's the only way that play could happen cuz I'll right. laugh at you. And and you're right. There 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 is you know there, this is a this is ending up being a war of attrition with uh w- with the Penguins. I mean Dumoulin is on their defense obviously, and you know Ashton Reese is a forward, but you know they're not a, a incredibly deep team. So you know I don't know who steps in, but you know you have a guy out there who's head hunting, and that's what he's doing. How how long is it before he try he targets somebody who's like next game? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kessel, Kessel or Cosby, or you know, what I'm saying, I mean, don't, I'm not, and I'm not, you know, Dumoulin's an important part of their defense. Aston Reese is more of a fourth liner, but you know, if he targets Crosby, if he targets Malkin, you know, I mean, is the NHL going to do something then? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this is, um, I don't know. It's brutal. It's, it's. I mean, this, this hit is terrible. I mean, I. And I think, and it is. You're right, Mike. It is worse. And I think, I think there has to be some kind of response by the NHL. It's, ter- it's terrible in terms of cumulative effect. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. if yeah. this was standalone, you could say, "Oh, this is this is Wilson." Right. And, but but and, and the thing is, though, the thing is, though, the the laughing on the bench. Yes. 
That awesome. Um, yeah. You know, if if he Watch if if Wilson wants to get an oh by the way um, coho sandwich, you know, like somebody coming up and knocking out a couple of his teeth with a stick, like oh I didn't mean to do that, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised because that's the only way you some sometimes you stop guys like this. Yeah. The yeah. laughing on the bench was was the part that it's bad enough that you know a guy's going up the tunnel and probably out for the series. But yeah, now bro broken jaw, broken jaw, and concussion, according to Sullivan after the yeah. game. Yeah, that's just and and yeah, he is. I mean that that's that's done for the series, if not the season. I mean, yeah. I mean the broken jaw. I mean that's, geez, that's at least four to six weeks, right? Yep. Right, but you could play with a cage. I mean, I've seen players that yeah, have the broken yeah. jaw sooner, but but it's 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 definitely out for a while. But the idea is too that when all the refs get together and decide, nah, you know what. It's a good hit. Yeah, I, I that's just. I mean, I hope I, there's gonna there's gotta be a review about this one. I don't know. I, I, mean, I know they haven't they haven't announced it yet. And see, the, the, the office is open. This know, is the but... this is the problem. The NHL has had opened up Pandora's box by suspending Dowdy for a game for a hit that yes, the contact was to the jaw of uh, of Carrier. But the intent was not there, and once they did that, they yeah. opened the door to everything. And now everybody, including me, goes online and says and sees Wilson elbow Dumoulin and say, "Okay, if Dowdy was suspendable, then this is suspendable." And then and I said yesterday, I thought that the the hit on Aston Reese was suspendable, and then saw the video afterward and said, "Okay, well that's mitigating." But it, when you have what well, happened in game two language now mike now it's like well it's not the principal point of contact well hey, yeah ever you you if you hit the shoulder and a, and, a, and a millisecond after that it goes right to the jaw does it yeah. matter yes does it really matter it's still a headshot right it's still a headshot it's still what, what rule 48 it's the i mean that's and that's the thing it's like you you've opened up yourself to second guessing and to questioning you know what is in the mind of the Department of Player Safety when they will don't suspend one and they suspend the other. I mean, honestly, right now, I think the Leafs got jobbed with a three-game suspension to Kadri because based on some of the other things that are not getting called, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I – And, Mike, you said that Bruins fans felt like they got jobbed recently too, and, and I well, saw yeah. something about that. Yeah, and we and we we didn't get a. I mean, we, we didn't really talk about on, it. We should have, but um, yeah, we touched we touched on the game, and then I know Jeremy Roenick during during and after the yeah. the Boston Tampa game said that that uh, the Bruins got jobbed in a number of calls. Now yeah. I, I watched a, a you know most of that game, but I didn't see every call that he was talking about. But then they showed the replays, and I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I think I think that Roenick was you know basically right. But after seeing what Boston got away with in the Toronto series, uh, you know, like like David Back is elbowing Frederick Anderson in the head, and there was not even a minor called on the on yeah. the elbow. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, you, you sort of you reap what you sow sometimes, and that's yeah. the type of game that Boston plays. So sometimes they're going to get the other end of the spectrum. But but my whole thing is with this ripping through the Penguins. I don't think the Penguins would be losing the series otherwise. And I still think they're going to win the series, but I think this is the only way, unfortunately, that Washington can win the series. You know, it's a shame is Tom Wilson is like, you know, I, I was, I've been a, a player. I've been, a, I've been, a, I've been a big fan of his, you know, over the years. Yeah. 
And um, I mean, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, well, he's, he's got skill. He's proven to be a playoff player. You know, well, I think Tom Wilson is is uh, carving out his own niches as the new Milan Lucic because that's I don't think he's as talented as Lucic in terms of scoring. Maybe, maybe he is, but that's that's the dynamic here. He's a big yeah. player. He's quick. He's got he's got speed, um, and and he doesn't he doesn't hesitate to get physical. And he love he clearly loves laying out these checks. So, you know, I mean, this might start a new trend in the league in terms of getting players who can who can dole out some punishment. But guys who are what I think Wilson's like six six two and two hundred and thirty pounds or something like that. They don't grow on trees. So, no, and he's freak. He's a great athlete. Like he's freakishly strong. He is. Oh yeah, no, and he yeah, and he's really. He's- I wrote about him before he got drafted, and he was freakishly strong and could do a ridiculous long jump and he is talented, but it just seems to me like something clicked in his head. Like, you know what? This is the only way we could beat this team. And so yeah. now I'm going to do it this way. Six, four, two twenty. That's yeah. what he is. I mean, does it matter to anybody that the penguins are one and three now at home in the playoffs? No. I, no. Mean, I think it should, at some point it matters. I mean, it's just like, to me, that's, I, I these, like I've said, I just don't, the Penguins are a great team, but I don't think they are the great team that everybody thinks they are. Well, the only, the only, the only upside to this is that this may be one less game that we have to hear the horn guy because it, 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 <laughs> that guy should be uh, summarily ex- executed for, for, <laughs> no, for, sure. for, for, for sound pollution. But no, I mean, or Sharky. I mean, I mean, come on now, not Sharky, yeah, but Iceberg, 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 who, um, Iceberg. who I spent the entire, I think Russ and I spent the entire series one year if uh, pounding a drum five inches uh, from the head. Yeah. The entire but, game. I was but, not a fan of Iceberg. No, I mean, you know, the only thing, the, the only thing you have to really factor <laughs> in when it comes to the Penguins is the fact that, you know, maybe, uh, extended runs for two consecutive seasons in the no, playoffs. That's not it. I'm telling you, the Washington has had no oh. injuries. We forget. No. Hagelin's out. If Carl Hagelin comes back next game, that's massive. Yeah, but Malkin came back this game, you know? I mean, and that's and they could have won, except they lost more players. I, I Ashton yeah. Reese is sort of important to Huzzah! The Department of Player Safety has will have a hearing today for the illegal check to the head of Zach Ashton Reese by Washington's Tom Wilson. Predictions, predictions, two games. That's my prediction. I think two games also. Let's see what Washington plays, how they play without Tom Wilson. Then you'll know what the team really is. Um, I, I'll predict one game because two. two games. Yeah, I'll predict one. Game. I think two because of what happened the last. Two is just, but I think he's going to get one. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. The question is whether whether he was warned or fined, which we don't wouldn't know about after that. Well, no, because he didn't have ever had, had a hearing. He may not have been warned, but it, it, there is like there's a pattern developing here. You know, the NHL yeah. you'll, will say that you know there's a pattern of reckless play. That's what you'll that's right. what you'll hear. You know, a pattern of reckless play, and and you know they kind of let him go with the last one. You know, which they you know they're feeling bad about now because yes of what happened. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't expect anything. So, so I, I don't, as far as I see, see this, I really do see, and man, it's hard to put your thoughts together at nine in the morning. Sorry. I really do see the, um, the Penguins as being a team in trouble. I honestly do. And I, 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 and I, part of it also comes down to the fact the Capitals are such a good team. I mean, I, the I don't Capitals are in trouble yet. I don't think they're in trouble. And I don't think the Capitals are such a good team. I think the Capitals are, I mean, we're talking about one great shot by Ovechkin. Yeah, but the game's tied at that point. You know, I mean, the, right, but that's the idea. The game's tied with a minute to go, 
And if the Penguins were a team in trouble, they wouldn't even have gotten to that point. No, I mean, yeah, I well, Sorry, I mean, they're not dominating them. I mean, it's like no, you know. but but I mean, right now, right, right now, what it is is that the cap, the Capitals are getting their big players like Ovechkin to perform, yes. which is what you know, which is which is big for them. Which in previous years you couldn't say that because they didn't. Um, but they're not a deep team. They're they're a two line offensive team, and that and and they're and they're they're basically at 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 number defenseman number three. They were mm-hmm. their their blue line drops off. So they're you know they get a couple key injuries or they get tired. They're they're in trouble because they're not the team that they were last year. But right now they're leading two to one, so you can't begrudge them that. Yeah, I mean Gensel has eight goals. Like I, I'm still not worried about Pittsburgh. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think this is I think this is a toss up. I, I think this is seven. It's a toss up, but I still think Pittsburgh's favored because Pittsburgh's got their number. Let's not get into the favored word, okay? Because the Capitals were ahead of them in the regular season, so according to you guys. <laughs> no, anyway, don't, um, don't don't start Vegas. All right, but, let's shift. Let's shift gears to the other game, okay? Just to prove a point, it has nothing to do with hockey. Yeah. Um, the Raptors did lose to the Cavaliers, so this does exist. See. Where- yeah, yeah, no. I Mental agree. midgets. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's the a thing. It's, when people get psyched out, I mean, I understand it. It it should be the teams on the ice or on the court. That should be it. But sometimes that mental game kills you. And everything was pointing to the Raptors destroying the Cavs, yeah. coming off a game seven where they were exhausted. And what happened? The Cavs beat them in overtime. Yeah, you know, destroyed my Cavs walking around Cornell. That's a hilly campus. <laughs> That um, is the hilly campus. You're right. It really is. I mean, my uh, my 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 calves are killing me still today. Um. Anyway, um. Moving on to, moving on to the 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 late game by a half hour. Um. Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg, Winnipeg and Nashville. The Predators come out and jump out to a three nothing lead in this game, and that that was the shocking part of the game to me more than anything else. I really I don't know if it was nerves or too much hype or the, but the jet the Jets response was pretty phenomenal and you know and and you just you the jets do remind me a lot of, a lot of the penguins in that quick strike capability thing that they have where they just completely they well, can if they get on a roll they're really hard to stop but one thing that now we lived i lived through the peter laviolette timeout era of of calling a timeout like 30 seconds into a game at one point right right um how does laviolette not call a timeout in the middle of the in the middle of that like i know we all thought he would and he didn't uh well because the t- because the timeout is your goalie rev- is your goal review. That's why it's yeah. like you know. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but still, I mean, yeah. And well, no, and, and so if you and uh, you know, I was flipping through both games and and the Yankee game last night. So, but I did catch this after the goal. And first of all, the goal that made it three <clears> one. <throat> I it, they did review it, but I you know I thought Stasny directed it in with the skate. But it was that they called it a good goal, and PK Subban was at the bench for about a minute and a half redoing the tape on his stick, and that was basically the timeout there. That was they didn't want to use the timeout, so they did that, and it didn't stop. It didn't stop Winnipeg at all. It didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, and and you know, I, I did anyone ask Laviolette about this last night? I'm sure someone did, I but it, I'm sure. Did. I, don't know. If, I mean, I really, I'm really curious what his thoughts are because you're probably dead on right, Mike. I didn't even think about that, the whole goaltender thing, because. And that that's absolutely 100 why you didn't call a timeout there, and that that is part of the problem with this rule. I mean, and honestly, is because a timeout really has lost its meaning. I think if 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 you can't call a timeout in that situation because you're worried about not being able to yeah. challenge a goal, and I mean that that's like how many wrongs make a right type situation, you know? And, and right, and the only and the only time that coaches use a timeout 
um, is late in regulation because I believe they get another timeout or another review request in overtime. So they, they, you yeah, know, they, and then late in regulation. Also you have th th there, all things are sort of reviewed on their own anyway. Yeah, like, by right. China. So I don't I mean, know. The big you know. play in this game was the, um, was the glove saved by Hellebuck on Arvison on the breakaway. Yeah. Yes. But I'm going to tell you something. I think Winnipeg did all they could to hold off Nashville and won that game, and I give them full credit. Mm -hmm. They're starting to get to Winnipeg, though. I really still feel yeah. that. Way. I felt that too in that game. Like I, I, we talked after the after the show yesterday, and I said if I was to re relook at that series before yesterday's game, mm -hmm. I would I would probably go with Winnipeg. Like, and I said I went with Nashville, and because I but I just really yeah. felt like after the first two games that Winnipeg might be might just be too good. And well, um, then after yesterday's game, even though Winnipeg won, I'm kind of back with you. I'm kind of back in the Nashville boat a little bit because I mean that's that has to be this Winnipeg's first game at home has to be their best shot they're going to throw at them. Right. Um, the fact that they get away too, and this is an, another thing, a crazy thing about momentum. And I, we got to do this, do the math on this one at some point. But the fact you get away with blowing a three, with 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 coming from behind, and like giving up a three goal lead and then coming from behind, um, is something that is, is not always great for a young team to go through because they they have to they realize they have to come out strong. They can't fall behind yeah. every game. This is what happened to the Blue Jackets years ago against the Penguins. Remember when the Blue Jackets would fall behind every game to the Penguins in the yeah. playoffs, mm -hmm. and eventually it catches up to you. you. Can't you can't always come back. So. Well, what the only thing I was the only yeah. thing I was surpri surprised at in this game because I mean I'm I'm watching Pittsburgh Washington and all of a sudden my phone blows up and it says you know the Jets are on the scoreboard and then it's two goals within I think 18 seconds and yeah. it's boom boom yeah. and I'm like you know what the hell is going on here on four goals yeah yeah exactly and then and then the Jets take the lead before the end of the second period I was a little surprised and he's done it already once in the playoffs that that uh that Laviolette didn't pull Rene and go to UC Saros because um yeah, you know, I wouldn't do it. I, know. I know I know and and, and I and I think I yeah that. I think doing it twice I mean it, it would have been it would have it was you start putting doubts in the Peke Rene's head a little bit. You got to be yeah. careful. I mean I Rene did do the thing we talked about though um where Rene try he started to do try to do too much you saw it he was overcommitting yeah. yes. and you really saw that that when that last goal was scored eventually Rene was going to get caught because he was yeah. coming out too far he was coming out too was. too many things and you know he does try and there's no question that if you can get Rene like that if you can get under Rene's skin if you can get him moving around he will overcommit and he he's as good as he is he definitely overcommitted on a yeah, couple plays and the game, I think the game winner was a short side goal. I didn't see a replay on it, but I saw it live. He was out too far. He was out yeah. too far on the angle yeah. on the, on the to, and, and try and move around, you know. So he's out there. He's trying to get back, and yeah, he didn't. He didn't get back in time. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I I think I said it a while ago that <laughs> that injury that got Jack Roslevic in the series was a was a great move. Actually, <laughs> it was addition by subtraction because I don't think Roslevic should come out of that lineup because even if he's not scoring. He's put in a physical component there and also being very smart. And he is a really smart player that has really added to that Winnipeg lineup. And I think it's going to be hard to take him out. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. Um, he, he's looked, he's looked amazing. And um, yeah, the Jets in general, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I got some comments. The Jets in, in that third period, he looked really good. I mean, it, it oh, was yeah. a really close game, but I just, there's something in me that just feels like, if something extraordinary doesn't happen, like the way Winnipeg won that game coming from behind, yeah, that, that Nashville has start, is starting to you know starting to tilt in their favor, even with that loss. Well, it's the gonna, thing, the thing, 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 thing so interesting to see with that, right? Um, well, the, 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 the thing 
the thing is, is that I think in this series you've seen, and they 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 scored in the first round against Colorado, but I I, I sort of you know again. You're supposed to be Colorado, and Colorado's not is pretty much challenged defensively. So if you don't score a couple points, something's wrong with you. Yeah, but yeah. you started to see Johansson and Forsberg yesterday really start to not dominate, but really start to play up to the expectations. Now, one one guy that I have to say, and it's it's disappointing, and maybe he's playing hurt, but Kyle Turris is just not there. Oh. He, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, he was he was a force. Yeah, he I don't know what's yeah, going. He was a force for Ottawa during the playoffs last year. He it's, was a big component. It's not the kind of thing. You know, he was. It's not the kind of thing that um that you know you would like when Wayne Simmons was hurt. You know, or whatever. You, know, you see, you see a guy playing different, playing you know, like hesitantly and stuff like that. Tourist is is playing so far out of position all the time. Like like that's something that you usually don't see. Like um see out of a guy that's hurt you know like he he just doesn't seem to know where to be on the ice like that yeah. that's the great you, when i watch it he's like he's back behind the goal behind his own goal at times and weird weird positions he's not picking up anyone in the defensive zone at all well, like he has to be the worst defensive player on the predators right now well and, and i'm pretty sure it was him who was in front of Rene that deflected yeah, bufflin yeah. shot that made that made it three and why was he there you know, like, I, I, know. I mean, it didn't make any and that, that, that what i was saying like throughout the whole thing and Rene, by the way on bufflin's first goal um wasn't wasn't ready for the shot. It, he didn't set himself. I mean, it was a great shot by Bufflin, but and Rennie should have seen it coming. But Rennie was completely and that's and that's the reason why. I mean, I, I don't think Laviolette's looking to put Saros in these games, but I thought a couple of the goals that you know that erased that three goal lead were you know definitely something that was that Rene contributed to by being. Oh well, yeah, even even the tying goal, um, which was a great. I mean, not nothing you could do type of that goal, but he but he getting across wasn't typical Rene. Here's what I wonder: we never get an answer to this, Eck, and and I have a feeling there's zero communication. Like I bet you, Peter Laviolette says nothing to Pekka Rene after a game. Yeah, I bet you. So. I bet you. I bet I you. Bet you it's just a goalie coach, and that's it. It almost seems like because otherwise, you kind of wonder what that would do to the to the goaltender's, you know, confidence and their and their um, ability to focus and everything. Like it just seems like they lead those guys along, doesn't it? Coaches are terrified of goalies. I mean, they really yeah. are. I mean, we saw yeah. it with Elliot and the Flyers series. I mean, coaches are terrified of goalies, and they're terrified I'm to talk. Do you ever see a coach talking to a goalie? Never, I mean, especially like an experienced guy too, like Rene. Yeah. I mean, the guy who's been like Rene's been been through a lot. He 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 doesn't need coaching, you know. Like the, the way they look at him, I mean, and Rene's an interesting goalie because he's not your typical quack goalie. Like he's actually the kind of guy who will talk to you after a game. He oh he, yeah 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 he's very yep. got it. Yeah, he'll talk to you before a game. He's not the kind of guy who has like all these crazy superstitions. Rene is really pretty laid back and you know really I'm super laid back and super nice guy, but doesn't and but doesn't have really any superstitions. He's just a different character than yeah. a lot of goalies, but I still don't get the impression that Laviolette's talking to him. Um, I agree with you on that. And I don't think, you know, I, I wouldn't be either. I don't think, I think it's just, you have to look yeah, at it. It's just and, one of those things that I wonder. And it's just, I don't think they say anything like, Hey, you had a good game or Hey, you know, can you tighten it up? I don't think they say anything. That's all. Cause it's yeah. such, it's such a, such a, such a solitary position, you know, where you can't yeah. really, it, it, there's no other position like it in the sport. So it's, it's kind of like talking to a pitcher. I would guess, you know, like what do you say? But to even them? pitchers get talked to more than that. Yeah, they yeah. probably do. They probably do. But I, and, 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 you know, and some, sometimes you get negative results. I can, I can tell you watching, watching the Yankees game yesterday, the pitching coach for Houston comes out, talks to the relief pitcher, 
tells him what he wants to do to the next batter. The next batter hits a three-run home run uh, out of the ballpark, and the pitcher walks off the mound and punches himself in the face. Yeah, I saw the re- – I saw that was Giles who used to play for the uh, Phillies. I saw that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think that – I don't know. I just, Goalie is such a weird position because it's a, it's a, it's a one of the, I think it's one of the only positions in all the sports. You know what might be like it in a way is field goal kicker, perhaps, but I'm trying to think of other positions that are like, that are basically don't yeah. fail positions. Like this is like in goalie, you know, you're, you're going to make great saves, but the big thing is don't make a mistake. So punter, you know, punter, kicker, yeah, punter, kicker, but you know, but then that, and the pressure, but the, and the pressure on those positions is not nearly the same as there's a goalie who's in the entire game and who's part of the thing. So Actually, in some way, in some Hold on. Football coaches do talk to kickers because they have no respect for kickers for the most part. Yeah, they do because they cut them quickly. You can't cut a goalie like goalies. No, I mean, goalies are way more important, but there's no that's like that's like you're only you're expected to succeed. Yeah. um, And, you know, and you're you're not the only thing you can do is not let the other team succeed. So that that's that's your whole your whole job is to stop the puck from going in the goal for the other team. So you're it's a really strange position. You can't like I said, when you're behind and this is what gets to some guys like Renee and and other goalies too when you're behind you can't yeah. help your team get back in it you can only keep you from falling further behind so it's a real right. mental thing in your head it's really Goal, goalie goalies are not disposable place kickers no. and relief pitchers are disposable yeah. yeah 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 right so um all right let's get i have a i have a ex attic for you today right. um i had this for yesterday but yours was so good yesterday i didn't want to compete with it um all right so here's this is this is this is Coleco's head-to-head hockey. All right, so oh, I I had that. I I've never seen that. I had that. Yeah, this is um. So this is in the era of if you remember the uh, football, and you can see the football. Yeah, the football the great. I love the football and the baseball. I never had the hockey. Yeah, the football's yeah. made a comeback too. Um, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't Coleco. It was Mattelvision. It was Mattel. Coleco did this. Did it by doing a head-to-head version of it. So. What it was was like if you're on offense here, you can try to do this backwards. You can pass left, pass right. So these are your five, oh, five funny. of these players. Pass left, pass right, or shoot. And then, and then in goal in, on defense, you had a, you had a, your goalie could go back and forth like this, and you had a one defender, which was just like a blip that could go back and forth like this and try to intercept the passes. So it's really it's fun. Game. Play now that you have fat fingers, like we all get older and get fat. Oh fingers. yeah, no, you can definitely play this. I will bring this to a game sometime <laughs> and play you in it. It's actually a lot of fun. It's really simple. And Coleco had a baseball version of head to head too, which I'll show you later. But that was really cool as well and that was you know this is like the this is like the right before this is the end of that era like you know at the end of that blip type football era um yeah. of things right before you know video games really got big so okay, before video games right when that when that game was out even a little before that i had a um i took a computer class in 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 grade school and actually i was in okay. 10th grade so i was in high school actually and i took it in high school right Right. And basically it was green bar paper, right? It was yeah. that era. And and there was a horse racing game that was strictly text. Yeah. And it would go, eh, eh, eh. you know, this horse is in the lead, eh, eh, eh. this horse is in second. Eh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> yep. I remember I, I made it. Riveted. We would watch this. Oh, I know. I, I developed a game. Um, actually, I won a I won something in my high school for it. Um for uh, it was a horse racing game as well, but it wasn't just text. It was on I did it on my color computer, my um okay. My Radio Shack color computer. Oh, you had a Radio Shack. Oh, that was a big deal. Yeah. What I did was I, you know, it was I handy. thought it was handy. Right. I thought it was brilliant. Realistic, actually. I thought it was. I, I think this was a realistic one. Um, it's called realistic. But um, this is after the Tandy era, I believe. Right. Right. Like between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're so, right. So I had the um. What I did is I I made blocks. Okay, there were different colored blocks that moved across the screen like a horse race type thing, and right. you could watch it. So they were just straight up blocks. 
And the way I did it was kind of thought kind of brilliant because there's a function in basic in basic program kind of boring, but basic there was a function in basic called um, random where you could pick like a, you'd have like a member random. It would be like you'd pick yeah. like one to tw you'd pick random 20. It would be it would pick a number between one and 20 randomly. Right. So I had based on the odds of the horse, um, I made the random number, the odds. And then I had if the random came up as number as number one, the horse would move forward. So therefore, like a two to one horse would have a much better chance of moving forward than a 20 to one horse. Um, because the random because it would get quickly do the random yeah. super fast. It was, I thought, really good. And it really do act this is really bad. In in Radio Shack and Sears, when they would sell those computers, and because I was learning basic, I yeah. would I would put an infinite loop on the computer. Oh yeah, yeah that was fun to do. The go to. <laughs> I know that's like a nerd moment, but whatever. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. That's so funny. That's really, really calculate funny. the value of pi and then <laughs> blows up please when i was in high school the computer was as big as the as the room it had it still had the reel to reel i took a class with punch cards i had a lot oh, yeah, no, no, we so do so do we yeah. when my, my 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 dad was a teacher at the high school and he used the punch used up punch cards as like little no, like like post-it yeah. notes yeah so yeah i mean it's just and think about I mean, when's the last time you've seen a punch card <laughs> oh my god yeah you probably probably it's probably a collector's item now and and okay. and and the game that that X showed. Do you remember the game Merlin? It was basically yeah, I like, oh, it. like it was like it was like tic tac toe. That's all it was. Yeah. Well, this was this was Galico's head to head baseball. Yes, okay. I had that too. Wow, I never. I I went straight. Well, that was that one was good. This one was good because you had like a pitcher on one side, I think there, and then a batter on the other side, right? Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I just, just found a battery. I wonder if head to head hockey works. Actually, you know what? There was a game at, for baseball that was non computerized. That was great. It was called Sure Shot Baseball. And oh, I think I remember that vaguely. It was a little plastic stadium. And basically, like out in center field was like a little bit of a slide. And you could, and you had a ball, and you could pitch that ball to the batter. The batter would have a real bat, and you'd have to turn it. And you could put like spin on this ball. Like it was, wow. it was actually pretty great. That's pretty amazing. That's, yeah. That, that well, sounds fun. That game in years. I don't know. Why, I, of why course, touch, also have oh, – yeah. okay. Why don't we touch quickly on the on the two uh, the two games tonight, and then we can get into the rumors. Um, okay, Lightning and Bruins are tied 1-1, game three, uh, back in Boston. Russ, I, I, like I said, I think this series is going seven. I, I picked I the Lightning, so. and after game two where they, I think they got back in the series. You know, game one they were sort of dozy, sleepy, and, and the Bruins were coming off the game seven against Toronto, so I think they were more – you know, into doing what you have to do to win. Now, now it's it's you know, Boston's got home ice advantage, obviously going back to Game Three. But Tampa, they get the kind of performance out of Vasilevsky that they did in Game Two, and they get the offense that they did. There's nothing. St I don't think you know. There's nothing stopping them from winning at TD Garden. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I, I think that Tampa might actually be a little bit relieved to go on the road right now. Um, I mean, from what I was talking to somebody down there, and they said that you know, and this is this is good. This is like a good thing for hockey that Tampa's actually getting some heat, like you know, uh, in the area, which is good because that beyond the yeah, heat, this that is they not always, hot enough in Tampa. Is that what you're saying? Beyond the heat, they always get yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this it's kind of cool. I mean, I thought I think it's kind of it's kind of neat that they're actually getting some pressure down there. Yeah. Um, to do long, I I think it's I think it's going to be you know, I mean, I think it's I the big challenge to me is now the Boston defense. Holding back Tampa's yeah. offense now that Tampa's offense seems like it's clicking. Yeah, and I have I have to say, even though he was still a force late in the Toronto series, I started to pick up on Chara really starting to get weary. 
Um, and you know, I mean, he was playing his 25, 26, 27 minutes a night. And I know he's 41 years old and he's still, you know, he's still very effective, but the quick leaf forwards were starting to tire him out mm -hmm. and that they make a move. I think that could happen quicker in the, in the series against Tampa, because Tampa, I think Tampa is more in terms of talent, uh, deeper in their lineup and their defense is more active than Toronto's is. I mean, you're picturing you're you're making me picture like Chara, like he's King Kong, and there's all these planes buzzing around him, and he can't get them. But I guess that 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 could happen. Now Vegas, uh, <laughs> Vegas is up two to one, um, game four in San Jose late tonight. Um, this, no, is this is their this is their game. Yeah. Like this is a must win for the Sharks. They lose this game they lose the series oh yeah, they, yeah. This, this game's not coming back for game six if they lose this game right now the thing is i i keep seeing them say well joe thornton is close but he's not in no. the line like i mean are we gonna i mean how far is it gonna take for them i mean unless this is just a like a shell game and they're using it as a as a distraction you know to make vegas plan for it but I mean, and it's funny because is, is is Joe Thornton being hurt really a distraction anymore in San Jose? I mean, this has no, been something. This has been something that's, that's going on. Like, rallying point. He's practicing with them for years. I mean, yeah, for years we've been taught. You know, it's like it, it, the Joe Thornton watch. It's like it's like part of the part of the you know fabric. Well, I'm of just saying. Society. I'm just saying his his mention, his mere mention, makes Gerard Gallant plan for it. But yeah, maybe. Although I I don't get the sense that Gallant plans for anything. Like I, I just I don't I think he's just letting these these horses run. I mean. Yeah, he just runs his system. I don't I mean, he's not. He's. They asked him one point. They said, "What are you looking forward to matching?" He's like, "Not really." He's like, "I have a couple things." Too much. It's true. I mean, he, he doesn't have to. No, there's a couple things I might do. He said to get. You know, this is this was in the LA series, but you know, uh, you know, for the most part, even yeah. substitutions. Has he even made any substitutions? No, I mean, it, that I can think of letting this. I mean, this it, it's it's the right thing to do with a confident team, like not get involved, just like yeah. just like just stay away from it, you know, because you yeah. know, you coaches have plenty of times to like you know, move this player to that line and this yeah. player to that line. But this is like when your team's going like this, just just stay away. I mean, he he knows that he knows that better than anybody, just to just to clear it to clear out, you know, just let them do what they want to do. Well, um, let's, let's, talk, let's, let's talk rumors, let's talk rumors. Yes, let's talk rumors. Okay, so. Um, the rumor truck is going to launch at some point today. Um, my developer is in San Jose at a conference, so it's a little early in the morning for him right now. But he's going to get there. He's going to get up. So at some point, we'll get up. The um, All right, so I've got a bunch of players on it already. Of course, on the rumor chart, I don't talk about players who are still playing um, right. on the rumor chart. I don't put them on the rumor chart. I keep them out of there. But we do. There's plenty of players who aren't, who aren't playing anymore. And one of those I talk about in my blog today is James Van Riemsdyk, who is... Um, at this point, you know, it really looks like, you know, and like Mike has always said all along, Mike, you've said all along, you know, he's not going to return to Toronto. And I, um, you know, I know James Van Riems, like I know how happy he is there. So I keep thinking that there's a chance he could because he's going to find a way, but it, it's not, it, okay. It's not yeah. that the Leafs don't like him. Of course. It's not that, you know, he doesn't like Toronto. It's purely the fact that they can't fit his contract and what he, what he's going to be rightfully demanding on the open market. They can't pay him seven years at 6 million. And that's what he's going to get from somebody. Yeah. I think, not. I think he's going to get a max contract for about six. He's going to get the Kyle Oposo. David or uh, uh, um, uh, Milan Lucic, but there's going to be a new sheriff there in town, and I kind of wonder now if that's going to change the uh, the cap structure, Mike. It could. 
Well, he, you know, is is definitely if you start to go to analytics, right? I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, I maybe he's not, maybe his course he sucks or whatever. I don't know, but the the whole concept of him scoring goals doesn't suck. I mean, he's, I mean, he's putting up numbers, and you got to replace forty goals if you get rid of him. You know, like well, the point is when when Lou was in charge, he might have wanted things to go a certain way. I mean, they're clearly the cap's going to go up, so for one year they could fit in James Van Riemsdyk's new salary. It's not going to matter because if it goes up five million. Right. They'll figure it out. But what Mike, I get what Mike's saying long term, but long term, the Leafs plan could be changing now a little bit. And we don't know what that change is going to be. Well, uh, first of uh, two mm. things. One, the depth of the organization is on the wings and not at, not uh, not up the middle. So yeah. if they're going to spend money, it's more than likely they would get in on Tavares or trade for a center who's signed already, then re-signing Van Riemsdyk, unless Van Riemsdyk takes a sweetheart hometown discount type of deal, five years, five million. And I don't, I don't see him doing that because of the deal that he's just coming off with the Flyers. The, se- the second thing is Mike Babcock, in spite of the fact he scored 36 goals, JVR, his average ice time was less than 15 minutes a night. Oh, ba- Babcock, Babcock does not trust him even strength. He's a specialist, and that's and that's how he treats him. And that and yeah, that that is not you're you're begging you're you're, you're you are putting yourself in a corner if you pay what you consider a complimentary specialist type player. In spite of the fact he led the team in goal scoring, you know, giving him big money in long term. That's why I don't think. That's why I don't think they're going to re-sign him, and that's why I think they should have traded him at the deadline. But you know, we'll see. No teams I've heard about. Okay, so in in my early research, and I've got um, at least fifteen pages on on James Van Riemsdyk in my notes. Um, So, and I I really am hearing more and more that the Vancouver Canucks are the team to look out for with this one, and um, that they really they see him as a as you know they've got to replace goal scoring as well. Of course, Sedin's are going away. Um, Also, power play players that, that play a ton of minutes on the power play for them. And the um, interest and the interesting thing yeah. act is is that the rumors coming out of Toronto regarding Tyler Bozak have been tied to Vancouver. And you know, yeah. coming with the fact that you've opened up 14 million dollars in cap space with the Sedines retiring, you know, you're talking about a combo that isn't as, you know, as simpatico as the Sedines, but Van Riemsdyk and Bozak have played together as a tandem since tw- since uh, he was acquired from Philadelphia in 20 in 2012. Yeah. So and the yeah. only team the, I, I have heard a little bit, very little bit about Bozak and Van Riemsdyk both being interested in going in, in terms of going to the same team. The only team I've heard that I haven't heard that with Vancouver. I have heard that with Buffalo. Um, okay. And yeah. that Bozak and JVR could go to Buffalo together. They have a lot of centers. That's the only. Yeah. Point. No. I, 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 first first year they could put Middlestad on the wing. They could. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo's going to do a lot. Okay. Buffalo. You know, they're, they, this by getting this you know, first pick overall is a great thing for them, but they're going to do a lot more than that. Well, they also they also fired their they also fired their team president today for for uh, for some uh, in office chicanery apparently. Gotcha. Um. So and uh. So I mean that that's one that's one change, but well, I, I, I I yeah the president is the president of the Sabers and the and, and the Bills yeah Russ Brandon. Now the the thing is though, and I and I don't pick up on and I may be wrong, but right now I'm not picking up on big moves in terms of them adding in free agency. I'm picking up on big moves about them buying out players. They're going. I think they're going to buy out Zach Bogosian. I yeah, think but you buy going, out players 
to what end? You know, you buy out players to, to make, get them off the roster because they're detrimental. But to also uh, see, I, I, even though you're closer, Mike, I I get the feeling based on what I read in that new in that printout yesterday from the news release, and based on what I you know we've seen from Terry Pugula, knowing that they have the first pick. I think he's going all out again in the free agent market. I, yeah. I mean, you you may be right, and, and yes. you may be right as well. But I, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like you said. I don't think it's going to be a center because you've got Eichel, you've got O'Reilly, you've got Middlestat, and may, you know they they did play Middlestat at center for the brief part at the end they, of the yeah, year. But it doesn't mean they won't put him on the wing for a first it, year. It doesn't. You know, they they have a. I mean, I I'm I'm convinced that either O'Reilly or Ristolainen will be traded uh, yeah, before yeah. the beginning of next season. I I'm now leaning no toward Ristolainen. Ristolainen. I I think there's a good chance they trade Ristolainen. No I, way. I mean, that would make zero sense. I mean, that would be the most ridiculous move in the world. I really. Well, I mean, I'll say that, but this 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 yeah. is what we've been hearing for a while. Like, yeah, I know, but I think I don't. I think that. A lot of what you've been hearing on on, on that has come from other places than Buffalo. Oh, no, no, it's it's. I mean, it's come from it's come from people who know the Sabers intimately. That mm-hmm. that 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 Ristolainen. And I mean, this and this is the this is the thing. Ristolainen is a right hand shot defenseman, and with Dolan, I think Dolan's on your top pairing. Yeah, but he doesn't have to be first year. That's the. He thing. doesn't have to be. You but gotta have two. You can't have. You gotta have two. You gotta have two good defensemen. You can't have like. You know, and the two. Well, of them, I, the whole I, I point of this, they keep them, but, but the whole point of this whole of taking Dallin to me is to have both of them. Like if you take, if you if you take Dallin and get rid of one of them, you're right back where you were. It doesn't make any sense. No, it, well, no, it's 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 based on the fact that how much you value Ristolainen and, and the internal is problems right? that have been rumored, and that they, yeah, I, mean, I know, but be off base. I, I don't know. I I just think there's a very. Good on, I, mean, I, I don't know. Talking to some players on the team i think that i think that internal stuff is more being generated from the media and other places i i don't think i maybe be wrong i might be wrong but i just i've i have some i have a i happen to know somebody on that team who's really high up on that team and i i've never i don't i've heard i've heard them just be really pissed off about the stuff that's being said about him i think that he's going to stay yeah. um but the other the other teams um with james van reams like um you know, I've heard the Devils. I have them. So right now, in the rumor chart, what I have is I have Vancouver at thirty percent, the Devils at twenty percent. I have Toronto at fifteen. Yeah. Um, I have the Rangers at fifteen, and then I have you know and the Rangers, who of course cleared up a lot of cap space. What they're going to do with that cap space, we don't know. But they're and they they have always liked JVR. JVR has always wanted to go to the Rangers. So right. some Rangers fan. Kovalchuk's going to get in the way of that. That's the yeah, problem. Could but Kovalchuk. I st- I'm telling you, I still don't totally buy the Kovalchuk thing. Um, as well, I'll much- tell you. I'll tell you right now that the the, the chances of Kovalchuk going to Toronto died with Lou Lamorello. Yes, I would agree with that. No, yeah. but maybe Lou surfaces someplace else, like. The island. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, could, could go to the Islanders. That's yeah, if he does go to the Islanders. If he does go to the Islanders, then then you know then then, then that's a might perfect be. fit for Kovalchuk. But yes. I don't I don't think the Rangers is a perfect fit for Kovalchuk. Um, but Jeff Carter also, already said they were going to be talking to him. Like I don't look. I'm not a proponent of this move unless they get Tavares. But I'm just saying they've acknowledged that they're going to talk to his people. They're going. There's a little of that. Okay, it's a little of that of like you know we've been we're not in the playoffs. We got to say something to get get on WFAN for five minutes. I mean, like, well, that even that, that didn't get on WFAN. Please, I know, they, but I think that you know, Kobo, to, to at least appease Rangers fans when they're trying to you know sell them stuff, you know, get like, we're gonna. They, of course, they're gonna talk to Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk wants to play there, so and they, they have a history. The Rangers have a history of signing people who want to play there. I get that, but 
I, I, I don't, this is a different character. This is a different, this is a different thing. I, I don't think WFAN has heard of hockey unless it's boomer size and talking about his future son-in-law. Yeah, quite possibly. So, um, the, uh, then the other, the other two teams, um, still, I heard Ottawa at 10, I have about, I have Ottawa at 10%, um, with, yeah. with JVR and I have Florida at 10%. Okay. Um, so those, that's, you know, that's what I've got so far for that. The other player I was kind of looking at today, um, I'll just go through today. That is interesting. We haven't talked about much is Jack Johnson. Right. So, yeah. You know, Jack, clearly out of there. There's, I, I would be shocked if he yeah, happened. yeah. I only have him twenty percent going to Columbus. Um, but I think that I, I think he is clearly out of there. They they wanted. There was one point where they thought they were going to get something done, then they didn't again. They gone back and forth a couple times. It's still possible that they do. I mean, I think that it depends. Well, Columbus on, has been great to him. I mean, let's face yeah, it. They have all those financial hardships. They were fantastic to him. But it's not about that. I think it's just about the way he fits into that team. This is another yeah. player that Buffalo has interest in. Um, and also, um, I've also heard, but the team I hear that's really going hard after Jack Johnson will, will surprise you. And that is the Chicago Blackhawks. And um, I think the Blackhawks makes more sense. I think if yeah. Buffalo goes after him, that's Zach Bogosian the second. Like yes. you're asking for trouble. But yeah, if, but it, but it, but it, but if Chicago goes after him, I mean, I, I would think the motivation for Johnson is to put himself in the best scenario and to make the most money based on his his financial problems. He's, he's not going to make the most money in Chicago. He's going to get a one or two year deal in Chicago. He's going to be right. probably looking to get a three or four year deal someplace. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt someplace like Arizona signs him because they, you know, they 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 have money to burn. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I see one thing you have to remember about Chicago this summer is they brought back, you know, they brought back all their guy that they brought back their head office, right? The front office, they brought back McDonough and all that stuff. Chicago McDonough is all about, it's always been all about making media splashes. Like he is really, he really wants to do anything that, so Chicago is going to be incredibly active. I was told like, they're going to, they're going to do some things because of this, the team that didn't make the playoffs remember. And, and you well, know, there's, there's there's good there's they're going to do a lot, and it depends on what they who they move out, of course. Well, but let, let me let me ask this because we know we know the we know <clears throat> the Flyers. I think need a need a goaltender. What do you think the interest uh, from the Flyers would be in a guy like Corey Crawford? Because I think Corey Crawford is going to be the big name that's going to get moved. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility that somebody like that. I think I think there would be interest, but if Sorokin's coming over. They're, the Islanders generally go cheap and net, and if he looks okay. halfway, no, he's talking about the Flyers. Oh, the Flyers, no zero, zero, zero. Okay. Today. As of now, at least what the Flyers are saying is that they are going to they're going to ride the Elliot Neuvirth train one more year. Well, yeah, because here's the thing: if, if they, it is bad that they do that, but they don't have much of a choice. If you sign Crawford for three years, then you're definitely starting to impede on Carter Hart territory. And the Flyers have done that in the past with other guys. When well, they're signing veteran goalies, that's Crawford. Crawford has two years left. Right. That is that is what is intriguing about this. Crawford has two years left, and that fits in a little bit well. Like you know, that does fit in better. I thought he had three. Okay. Then you have him for one year this year, and then you go into the other situation where you have you know where Hart comes up next year, and you have Crawford still around, and you could right. And Crawford plays fifty five games, and Hart plays twenty seven, and you don't put all the weight on a young kid and. That's what I'm saying. I think I think that's a fit. Well, I, I don't know. Sense. I haven't gotten any sense of it though. Um, uh, but you know, but, but, time could change. I mean, I, just going back to Chicago, I don't see that. Like, I mean, is it possible that Duncan Keith gets moved? I mean, I, I, you don't you don't you don't take anything off the board if they, if if they really want to radically change that roster or change what's you know the if right. it's, things are stale. 
do you do you trade one of Kane or Taves? I, I don't think so. Even though that it would no, you can't trade either of those guys. Um, right. So so that it's either it's either the goaltender, it's it's one of the two defensemen, Seabrook or or Keith. And I think you have a much easier time trading Keith because I think people still think he's got more left than Seabrook. Or do you move Sod again? And then I don't think that really does anything. It doesn't move you know what? We have to go back to Johnson for a minute. I think Arizona, I've been looking over their cap and cap friendly. Um, they do have obviously tons of room. But also Chikrin is expected to be back by training camp, but he has yeah. another knee injury. Right. That's right. not a guarantee. This kid's been awfully banged up for the early part of his career. They do need some stability there. And that, that would be a way of getting some stability yeah. there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely for sure. sure. Um, um, I do think we got to get going, though, unfortunately. Okay. And um, great, great show, guys. As always, we're going to talk more rumors tomorrow and throughout the summer. So, and the rumor chart when it launches will have a lot of interesting things on it. I think you guys will have fun with as well. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.